Duchesses are known for the youth, beauty, and most of all coloring within the lines. But a few have come along that broke the mold and in the process threatened the British crown like no one before. Even the Rich is a podcast from Wondering that tells the jaw-dropping stories about the tumultuous lives of the world's elite. This special two-part season from Wallace to Camilla explores two royal women who went against the green, fell in love, and sent the British public into a tailspin. But when you're reviled by the press and scorned by the royal family, a fairy tale ending doesn't come so easy. Learn about how Wallace Simpson and Camilla Parker Bowles each fell in love with the Prince of Wales and then became the villains in their very own story. While Wallace's story ends in disaster, Camilla finally gets the fairy tale ending. Follow Even the Rich on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus on Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. Hello, my loves. It is Bo motherfucking Cruz. I'm so excited for today's podcast. I've been dying to get her on, my soul sister. I've been listening to her for a hot minute now. And today I have, normally I write intros, Jamie, but I just feel like you just like, I just... I feel like you, your voice is about to like, hello, my presence is here, but I have from Jamie all over, Jamie Lynn to the podcast. You're like, hey, Jamie. Hi, it's so good to be here. Yeah, thank you. My gosh, you're such a businesswoman. You have so many things. You're, I'm looking at your bio right now. Sugar taco restaurants, the tequila, Little Bear Sanctuary. How do you do it all? Like, how? tell me. You know, a lot of it runs itself. The podcast, as you know, as a fellow podcaster, that is quite time consuming. But as far as the restaurant is concerned, I am with a great team of women and I don't do operations. So I know that they work around the clock, the ones that do the operations with hiring staff and training and dealing with like the everyday emergencies that arise in a restaurant. But fortunately, I don't have to deal with that. You know, I spent over 10 years in real estate and development, putting out fires every single day. So I do know what it's like, but I purposely got into a position in my life where I don't have to be putting out fires every day. So I have a ton of respect for the girls that are doing that for the team. And without them, we wouldn't be anywhere. And I'm so grateful for them, but I'm also grateful that I don't have to do that. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. Like being your own boss woman, like my gosh, like, when we were talking last week, she's like, yeah, I'm going to the restaurant. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I am. I want to be you when I grow up and I'm (laughs) (laughs) no, but uh, anyway, so I just want to, so talk to me. How did, I mean, I know, but like only a little bit, but how did the podcast come about though? Jamie all over. How did that come? Like the full circle moment? How did that all come to light? Okay. Where do I start? Uh, Well, I, As you probably know, I was co-hosting with my friend Sheena Shea for Shenanigans Podcast. There she is, right there. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Right there. (laughs) For those of you just listening, there's a photo of me, Sheena, and our other friend, Brett, and it's behind me in this video. I was just noticing, so I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm talking about you and you're right above my shoulder. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, uh, I used to co-host her podcast, Shenanigans, and I've been kind of like recently back on there a little bit and that's been fun but I did take a break from co-hosting shenanigans I left the show and just a couple months had passed and I kept getting dms from a lot of the listeners and they were like we miss hearing you on shenanigans can you please just start your own podcast and I just never really had the idea to do a podcast at that time and eventually I was just like okay I feel bad that I left these 
30 people hanging. I will start this little podcast for this group of 30 women and it's just going to be a fun little hobby. And then by episode, well, episode one, not to brag, I'm shocked that this happened, but hit the charts in multiple countries, USA, Canada. I was like, what is happening? And then on, by episode two, I had a podcast deal. Wow. I'm that was was a little over a year ago. And it's, it's just been so nice to, as you probably know, creating something that's your baby, you know, you're not, I I worked so long, like I said, in real estate, just contributing to other people's projects and their dreams and their wealth even. And it's just a completely different thing when every moment that you spend on a project, you know, it's for something you're doing, you know, something you want to put out in the world. It's a really special thing. Yeah, I I definitely feel that because like when creating this show, I did it with my best friend, but then we we're still very close we're like brother and sister but we had creative differences and I went solo and took the belt, the show under my belt and then just doing it and creating content and talking to people and building connections like you and I like it's such a it's such a crazy surreal full circle moment and I've seen like you have when I posted I actually at Robin Stern you had her on your podcast right well yes. I had her I had her on mine and so she swiped up on my story when I said I was gonna have you and she's like oh my gosh can't wait to have here this is a perfect duo i'm like i know right this is, this is such such I a full love circle her. i yes. love her so much and i also saw that you had megan gallagher as a guest who i also had as a guest as well so oh we have two people that we've we've you know crossed paths with on through podcasting so it's definitely uh, a really special thing to meet people like you or megan or robin through podcasting and i've made such good friendships through it so i just i love it i feel like the people who are kind of like on your vibration, not to get all spiritual, but you spiritual kind of away, baby. <laughs> you kind of track them into your orbit, I feel like. Yeah. And you know, you meet the people you're supposed to. And and podcasting has been a really great vehicle to be able to do that. Yeah. And like I've seen like all your followers and people chime in a lot. And I obviously I usually write a list of questions, but I just feel like this is like a good just chit chat moment. Everyone can just tune in and listen to us. But a lot of people chimed in, and the grandma's popping off. I kid you not. I've oh really? Yeah. For questions? Yes. Let's let's let me fire away a little bit. Okay. But go ahead. um, let me see. Where should I start? Um, uh, let me do like something fun. What is the best piece of business advice you ever received? Ever received? Uh. I mean, it would most likely be something from my business mentor, David Meltzer, who I'm so happy to say that he, I finally got him as a guest on my show last summer. He is just so intelligent. I don't know if you know who he is, but basically the movie Jerry Maguire was based off of his life at, not his life in particular, but his, he worked at a sports agency, Lee Steinberg. And that's what the movie Jerry Maguire was based off of. And after he left being a sports agent, he then went into like his own sports marketing. He went into become a CEO of Samsung. He created the world's first smartphone. He made a hundred million dollars. He lost a hundred million dollars and he gained his wealth back again. And the most things can be learned from loss, you know, and he and I have that in common where we are grateful for our mistakes and for our losses, because without that, we wouldn't have learned or became the people that we are today. So I feel like from him, 
I guess, you know, just reframing things from your past that when it was happening, it may have felt like the worst thing in the world, or you're the most unlucky person in the world that this is happening to you. Whether you lose your business, you go bankrupt, you can't get customers, you can't get podcast listeners, whatever it may be, these can be reframed as opportunities. And whether it's setting you on a new path that you're supposed to be on, or you're just learning something that will help you, it's, uh, it's a really valuable lesson to know. And even if while it's happening in real time, if something bad is happening to you, you'll know one day you'll look back and you'll find a way to be grateful for it. Yeah, for sure. And then like, also I was thinking about when you're talking about all that, like also manifestation, like manifesting things. Like when I thought of the idea of creating this podcast, I was like manifesting. I'm like, okay, it's going to be a hot minute, but let's see if we'll do it. And then finally fast forward to like, I don't know how many years later, finally did it. And like, especially with you, like manifesting, like the brand and then Jamie all over, like, can you believe, do you think you would have been here now a few years ago, is what I'm trying to ask you? No. And what's funny, and since you gave me the green light on spiritual talk, um, <laughs> what's funny is Sheena had gotten me a, like a psychic tarot card reading once as like a gift with this amazing woman, Grace from Stella Maris readings, who was also a guest on my podcast. You should have her on yours. And years ago, she said to me, I see you with a microphone. I see you having your own podcast. And I was like, well, you know, I co-host Sheena's sometimes, but she's like, that's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing your own. I also see you surrounded by animals. And I see you working with PETA. And I kid you not. And I said to her, I'm like, well, that's my dream is to do a call, like some sort of collaboration with PETA being such, you know, so much into animal rights. And months later, I did a collaboration with PETA. And then maybe a year to a year and a half later, I have the podcast. So not, you know, not saying I manifested those things, but as far as like back then when she was telling me that this is what she sees for me, I was like, no, no way. I totally dismissed it. So to answer your question in a very long-winded way, uh, no, <laughs> I, I did not imagine that. So I guess that's the opposite of manifestation. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I love it. I mean, I was, I feel that I was in the same boat. Like I am right now. I'm still, I'm in college, about to graduate my bachelor's, going to my master's to get my journalism to pursue even more podcasting and radio, but also acting part-time. Okay. Amazing. So, like, I honestly, four years ago, to be totally transparent with you, I was like down in the dumps. Like I was, I hit rock bottom is what I like to call it, which I hate calling it that, but to be honest. And then I'm like, my brain was like, who would have thought years later you would be on a television show, have your own podcast, um, still in school. Like it's such, it's such, I keep saying a full circle moment, but it truly is. I mean, I guess to say, I don't know, probably really cliche, but that's how I see it. <laughs> no. And like, that's so important to kind of even just look back a year ago, you know, look at where you were to where you are now, because a lot of times we we're living in it. And so we miss all those moments or we miss how far we've actually come. And you really have to think back, like what, what, ha- what was I doing a year ago? What was I doing two years ago? And then you can see how far you've actually come, even the way, I don't know if this is off topic, but even the way you handle situations now, and then you think back to yourself two years ago and you're like, wow, I can actually see the growth there as well. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I talk about this so much on the show, but people are probably annoyed, but I really don't care. Uh, (laughs) But like dating, like I was in my first relationship and ended back in March. And I felt like looking back, 
then till now I'm like whoa Bo you grow you grew so much like you were such a naive little such a head over heels and then finally fast forward to now I'm like wow like I've matured I've I've learned who my value and not to settle for anything less yes I was just telling a podcast listener that today I sent her like a long I the DM was so long and I said your your message is too long I had to shorten it and then send my <laughs> the rest in the second one but she is a beautiful writer and she writes all of this poetry about a guy that she's in love with but it's not mutual and he just mm-hmm. went back to his ex-girlfriend and she's been pining away for him for a very long time and he's made it very clear like he's not interested in anything more than being friends with her and I read you know what she wrote and it's it's so beautiful but it's also so sad and I can relate with what she wrote maybe you know me years ago but I've grown since then and never in a million years could I imagine now being interested in someone if it wasn't mutual because I know my worth and so with her I was kind of explaining to her that I hope that you know she can get to a place where she looks back at him and laughs and is grateful that it didn't work out because she has healed so much and she's come so far that she's not even attracted to that anymore yeah yeah for sure it's like it's having a healing process and realizing it and just going on that journey and that self-discovery and just giving yourself that self-love because I was listening or I forgot what I was listening to I think it was this morning but you got to make sure you're okay before you go on and dive deep into this relationship with this next person because if you can't give your full self then they might not see the full self if that makes any sense probably doesn't but I'm just rambling yeah, at this no, point. if you don't know who you are then you can't show up and then they don't know who you are you're not attracting the right person for you yeah. you have to get yourself to a point where you know who you are what you want what you need because if you don't which unfortunately happens in so many relationships then they'll get together with this person and years pass and then you finally kind of start to learn about yourself and what you really want and what you need and you have this other person in, that you're in the relationship with and you're like wait, what's wrong? I don't feel this connection. It's because you weren't your true self when you met, you know, maybe you were a representative who you thought you wanted to be, or you, you thought they wanted you to be, but until we truly know ourselves, it's not the right, the right one will not come along. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I hope, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> C Brown 33. <laughs> we totally like, switched uh, that's, gears. That's, I know who that is. That's Christina. She was my podcast guest a couple weeks ago, she has a book coming out called Therapy and Other Drugs. She's a mental health professional. Oh, yes. Another one I will recommend to you to have on here. She is amazing. Yeah, I was, I was like thinking like who, she, that that name sounds uh, familiar. Then I remember looking at your podcast guest and I saw that name on there. So I'm like, yeah. So uh, she's going to ask the best business advice question? Yeah. Okay. Let me see if I can think of something else for her too. Well, you know what? <laughs> she followed my business advice uh-huh. and that's where she has a book right now oh not i'm not taking any credit for it whatsoever but my advice to people is to just do it like nike right? just do it <laughs> nike the credit for that one but to just do it just start like when i started this podcast i didn't have every little thing figured out and i wouldn't have figured those things out without starting the podcast so there's never the perfect time you'll never know everything you need to know before you start a business Right. You just, and not to be irresponsible about it or irrational, but like at some point you got to know that you just have to start it and it's never going to feel like the right time and you're never going to feel ready. Yeah, exactly. And, and just do, do 
Yeah. And just do it. Cause like for like when I got back into acting, I submitted myself for a few auditions and then I'm like, okay, if they tell me now it's fine on to the next one and then on to the next one. And luckily I landed a few gigs here and there, but like, I just got to keep on going, going at it. And just like Jamie said, just do it. Yes. <laughs> just do it. Um, okay. So let me see. Let me see. Oh my gosh. This is a good one. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? I don't know if I'll be in California. Okay. I, I don't know. I know that, you know, the past couple of years I've been thinking I need to move out of California, but I don't really know where to go. Texas, I've thought of actually Florida. I've, I've thought of, I know that I need it to be warm. I feel so, like Austin might be your vibe. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like all, you know, it's very music centric. A couple of my best friends just moved there. So it's, that's definitely a possibility. I just want a place with like where you could have more land, you know, I, I yeah. would love to have, you know, a bunch of rescue animals, you know, maybe like a rant. I don't know if it's called a rant, like maybe it's not quite the sanctuary, but like a small sanctuary. Right, <laughs> right. I, just, I can't have that in Southern California. So yeah. maybe I would not still be here in 10 years. I don't know. Um, I hope that sugar taco is global by then we're working on it. You know, we're, currently opening our third and fourth locations right now, still all in California, but we want to branch out. We want to go to other states. We want to go to other countries. So I would love for that to, to happen. And I think it will within 10 years for sure. What else? Um, just continuing like my animal activism and I'd like to do more uh, like public speaking engagements. I have mm -hmm. my first live podcast coming up May 19th in New York City at the Vegan Women's Summit. And those are two things, two of my passions combined, you know, talking about veganism and then also doing my live podcast. And I'm probably having a musical guest on, love music. So just, you know, continuing to be an advocate for the animals and hopefully, you know, making some, continuing to make change in, in that area. Yeah, I love that. And I was actually going to say, let, I want to switch gears for a second. Uh, veganism, how did how did it all come about? Like what made you go on to that journey and just stay there? Well, uh, I started as a vegetarian when I was a child and I was the only one in my family. And the way that that came about is that I'd like to call it fate, but one night my, well, I was watching Charlotte's web, the cartoon. Where yeah. The movie yeah. Her animated movie, I should say. And, uh, I fell in love with Wilbur the pig. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. And then it just so happened that that night, my dad was cooking ham for dinner. And as a child, that allowed me to connect the dots, which was, wait a minute, that pig was Wilbur, you know, and now that pig was killed for me to have dinner. And there's so many other things in the world to eat. I do not want a pig or any animal killed for my dinner when I have other options. Right. So I said, I expressed this to my dad, probably not quite as eloquently as a <laughs> child. I think I just said, Hey, that's Wilbur. I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat it. And he jokingly told me, well, then just become a vegetarian. Don't be a hypocrite. And I was like, well, what's a vegetarian? And he said, it means that you don't eat meat. And I said, okay, I'll do that. And so from that moment on, I never ate meat again. And thankfully he, he was the cook of the family. So he was so amazing. Every single night for dinner, he would make me a separate 
vegetarian meal. Had I not had that support, I don't know at that young age if I would have been able to do it. So that was, it, it was really amazing to have that support at such a young age. So then the years go by and I just started kind of, you know, researching more about the dairy industry because as a vegetarian, you think, you know, you're helping the animals, you're not contributing to their death. And once you start to research the dairy industry, you realize it's just as cruel, if not more cruel, and you are still contributing to death. You know, eggs, in order for us to have eggs, all the male chicks, they're not useful in the egg industry. And within, you know, their first day of life, they're ground up alive. They're put into, you know, wood chippers or they're put in plastic bags to suffocate. And that's just so we could have eggs, you know? And most people don't know that because the egg industry doesn't want you to know that, you know? And then with dairy, with milk and cheese, same thing, you know, in order for us to get milk from a cow, she has to be pregnant for nine months, just like a human. You carry that, she carries that baby for nine months. And once she gives birth, that, that bond is there. They want their child. And the child is ripped away. If it's a girl, she's enslaved to live out the fate like her mother. If it's a male, he's probably shot in the head and killed. Hmm. So, and you know, and this mother goes through being impregnated and this process over and over and over again, having her child ripped away from her. If you watch the videos, you can see the cows like fighting off the farmers to not take their babies. You can hear them pining out, they cry. It's the most inhumane thing as humans that we can do. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, not to get worked up about this, <laughs> but most people don't know this. So once I found out, I said, I, I am being a hypocrite if I don't become vegan right away. So right. Yeah, no, like, like even like, even if vegan, vegan is not a, someone's thing for like, like example, like zoos too, like zoos, like I don't support that. I can't, yeah. I can't go to a zoo and go to look at an animal locked up for my entertainment. That's not my t- cup of tea. Like I'd rather them be out like in a safari, like running free and like doing their thing. So like veganism zoos, like people need to like realize things about the, the voiceless. And it's just so sad. And like, thank you for like your message and just your, your passion about it. It just, it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, uh, I, I get worked up. I'm very passionate about it because I'm, you know, I'm very, I feel it, you know, I put myself in the position of those animals and we would not want that done to us, Exactly. but how do we inflict it on others? You know? Right. So I feel like once I feel like people just need to make that connection and they are, and people are waking up every day. I get DMS from people who say, I never knew this, or thank you for recommending Seaspiracy or the game change or what the health or whatever documentary they watch, you know, they'll say, thank you for recommending this. I had no idea. I'm either slowly giving it up. What do you recommend? Or I've fully given it up. I feel so great. Thank you. So it's the message is getting out there. It's working. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm very, I'm very happy about that. And like, even like the horses where they, they with like the, the carriage and they strong, drawn, like they hit them and i sometimes because i see it a lot here in houston downtown they will have the poor horses and i look at them their face so sad i almost feel like rolling my window down and being like are you are you effing kidding me dude but i i contain myself i contain myself there's a sanctuary working on electric carriages so that we can replace all of the 
horse-drawn carriages. And the carriages are beautiful and they look the same and they work in the same manner. You don't need a horse to pull it. So exactly. hopefully we can phase that out. Yes, for sure. But um, switching gears, like I always like to say. Um, <laughs> so the, <laughs> the pump rolls, Vanna Pump Rolls trailer. I know you broke it down with Sheena, but you make a little appearance, right? If I can recall that correctly. I filmed way too much this year. And yeah. I, I kind of like blocked it out of my head. And then it was funny because someone was asking me last night, like, oh, I guess we'll see you at, in the wedding scene, obviously, because I was a bridesmaid for Sheena's wedding. But, and Sheena actually sent me a little thing last night where um, I see that they have used me for something. And then I started thinking back, I'm like, wait, there was like maybe seven times, seven different episodes I could potentially be shown in. And I am just freaking out because I don't want to be shown in them. And <laughs> I don't know, like I have avoided like filming with them, like in this manner, like I've never actively tried to be on the show, nor do I really want to be. I've always sort of just been like indifferent. Like if there's an actual event happening, I'm going to attend it because it's for my friend or with my friends and I'll right. be there. But something happened this season where I'm the cause of some drama or involved in some drama. I don't know what they will show, what they won't show. So we'll wait and we'll see. And I'm just over here praying that none of it's showed. So I don't know. <laughs> I filmed, it's funny because like I filmed last season and they came to Sugar Taco and I'm like, oh, I hope they keep this scene in. You know, I'm, it's, it was uh, Sheena and Brock and Ariana and Tom maybe. And they were having lunch and I came over and I was talking to them and I thanked Sheena on camera for like helping, like in, helping to introduce me to one of the sugar taco investors. And I said, you know, without you, I might not be able to even be here or have this. Thank you. And it was like important for me to thank her, you know, especially right. on camera because normally, you know, she's having a hard time <laughs> with people, <laughs> you know, and they don't always keep like the good or the sweet moments or the less dramatic ones. And that's what happened. It was never shown. I was hoping, you know, that would have been shown and it wasn't, but complete 180 this coming season, lots of drama. And I'm praying that it's all cut. So we'll see. <laughs> no. Yeah. I understand. Like my friend, she's like a mother to me, but she's my friend of mine, Deandra Simmons from Dallas housewives. I don't know if you're familiar with the name. Yes. Yes. Well, she tells me, she's like, yeah, they filmed such X amount and like, they don't show half of it. They only want to show what the producers think is a great storyline, which is great, um, great TV. And I'm like, okay, it's understandable. But at the same time, there's like, they're only out for their job, the producer's job, not your job. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah they're like, why should we promote sugar taco? That does not add anything to this storyline whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> but Jamie making an ass of Jamie getting yelled at Jamie yelling at someone. Yeah. We'll show that. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. No. And I, I feel like season 10 is going to be definitely a lot more intense than season nine because of what I've seen from the trailer. Yeah. So I definitely looking forward to it. I'm excited. Um, and then I was reading on one of the podcasts you popped up on that you and Lala friends and frenemies. What can you say? We're, can you well, not we're say? Now. No, we're friends. We're friends now. Okay. Uh, in fact, I went on her podcast to talk about veganism. I loved oh my, doing that. She, wait, yeah, she was like, did you? I literally listen to her every week. 
it was sometime last year. I don't, I don't oh my know. gosh. Then I must've heard of them. <laughs> and, I, and it's funny. Even back then I was like, you have to come on mine. And then she just got super busy and took a little break from doing podcasts, but I'm yeah. reminded now that I need to follow up with her and get her back online. But no, we're, we're good now. I love her. But uh, there was a time when she and Sheena were fighting and I kind of stood up against her for Sheena mm-hmm. and it was weird after that because whether Sheena made up with her or not, I was just always in this like awkward position being the friend of hers that like stood up against her, you know, right. for Sheena. and eventually like, I don't know what, I think I, oh, I reached out to her when she was going through the stuff with her breakup. I reached out to her. I'm like, Hey, I know like we haven't always gotten along in the past, but I want you to know, like, I understand what you're going through. I know how awful it is. If you need anything, please, you know, please know I'm here for you. Yeah. And so we just kind of, you know, squashed it then it was so stupid. Why were we even fighting in the first place? And so since then um, we've been fine. That's good. Yeah. No, you, you would have done what I would have done, honestly, set up for a friend and backed up the friend and like i totally i totally were 100 respect oh can't talk 100 respect but oh my gosh jamie i've had such a ball this is so much fun i am so glad i had you on my podcast finally oh my i can't wait for this moment but before i let you go plug your socials where everyone could find you i am at jamie lynn all over and lynn is l-y-n-n-e not like jamie lynn spears so people kind of <laughs> get me mixed up with sadly uh and sugar taco is just at sugar taco and my podcast is jamie all over which can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts oh i'm obsessed with you everything is just in between but all right my loves i'm so excited for thank you all oh my god this outro is terrible <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the doing effects for the rest podcast i love you all so much and i'll catch you next week